0: And welcome to the NDA Podcast. It's always Media Thursday with me, Justin Pierce, the editor and me, Andy Oakes, the publisher. So Andy, another week in digital media and marketing. What, what have you been doing?
1: I've, I've been working this week.
0: Have you? I thought I'd give it a go. Yeah, <laughs> straight ahead events.
1: Yeah, well, we, we did a lot of uh, remote stuff last week. We were. What to, did you do last week? Well, um, I spent six hours in a car with you driving to Manchester, which is... It was a long six hours, wasn't
0: it? We'll turn to why it was a long six hours in a second, but why would we go to Manchester? In the first we night? were going
1: to the Trinity Lunch, which we were hosting. It was fantastic. Manchester was excellent. The people were excellent. And we'll go back and do it again very, very soon. We really well, oh,
0: yeah, I thought it was it was a brilliant event. Um, the great and the good of the industry. So what I felt personally I thought was really fascinating was the fact that obviously everything was the same, but totally different. Our uh, independent media agencies. Huge, huge, huge amount of people listing, I say well like who? People listing off six H's I hadn't heard of, which is kind of quite rare for me. So yeah, fascinating industry. Lots lots of I was talking to ITV, I was talking to agencies about the fact that lots of local clients, lots of local clients, but also lots of global, global and national clients, but with different departments, different, different contexts, different people. So just really fascinating. But going back to that journey, so that, we took so long because you ran out of petrol on the way up to Manchester. I can't believe you forgot to fill the car petrol when we were driving all the way up to Manchester, but we did run out of petrol. We had no
1: food, we had no petrol, we had, to be honest, no hope. OK, all of those things happened as we hit a service station where we did have diesel, it's just that you were in the Midlands and you were scared. No petrol, no hope. That <laughs> You didn't understand what rugby was, you didn't understand rugby services. Not really. I bought you a great sausage roll. You look frankly worried and confused more, more than you usually do. <laughs> that was a highlight. That was a highlight of the trip. But let's move on to other stuff going on in
0: the industry. Um, this week. This week I was you were meant to be, but you couldn't because if you had a x-ray.
1: <laughs> I did have an x-ray. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> Andy's
0: illness and is always a key part of this podcast. Andy's not been that ill this week, just went for a checkup, So we'll count that sort of. Uh but it was MediaTell's the future of media event absolutely fantastic as we always say media Cell put on some all media media leader now uh amazing events uh it, it really really was it's was packed packed for so about the and as again the same venue the same venue that we are hosting our trendy lunch Nicely next done. month said, segue there um and the same venue where they are uh, they Cell held their future of brands a few months ago but yeah amazing event packed rooms so it just shows once again that events are fully back fully back we well, couldn't move in most of the sessions
1: that's good um it's worth reiterating media leader or media tell events uh whichever one we should really check that uh are fantastic at the more traditional conference end of the market those guys they they do bring in the big names they they're not afraid to put on topics that people find uncomfortable uh and i think that they're, they're doing some great work over there so Stephen scaphardy and his team mm, well done super, lads you're naming super. it so let's what else have we
0: going on this week or the last couple of weeks? Because obviously we didn't do a podcast last week, even though we said we would do it
1: every week. Well, that's because was... you wouldn't come in the car with me on the way back down from <laughs> Manchester true. True. and insisted on getting the train. So it was going to have to be very remote. And I was, dri- well, I wasn't driving because I was, I was a bit hungover. You were away. a bit hungover, yeah. On.
0: Don't drive with Andy is the top tip from this week. I mean, drive with Andy it's really good fun, but don't, don't drive with Andy. But the week before... Uh, I think it was a week before it was the alliance of independent publishers event the alliance of independent publishers for those listening who don't know what it is it's an incredible organization set up with set up by uh, alex newberry and it does what it says it represents the interests of independent publishers and this can range from kind of relatively small but big in terms of intent audience uh stock broken tip sites to the likes of the ft or, or future so it's a huge swathe of organizations but Kind of representing publishers and giving, giving them a, a wider voice because, as always, on their own, they have less power than together.
1: Collectively, they represent a huge audience. Again, excellent events held at what is fast becoming the best-known venue for small events in this, uh, uh, in, in this in London, which is the Crown of Two Chairman. And we should always go, go there. In fact, we might go there later. I think we should. Yeah, we should. that's your point. I'd love a pint. Yeah, let's get a pint. And our special guest coming very
0: soon, I'm sure, would like a pint too. Uh, events, more of our own events. Let's talk about them because why not? This morning we had semi-sessions, which is my favourite, favourite event. This is our Dragon's Den style pitching session where we bring really innovative tech companies together to pitch to heads of media agencies. We had some incredible judges, superb contestants. And it just is amazing the fact that when you, you see you bring together really influential media, media in media agency, sorry, figures and then really amazing tech firms, to sort of the magic can happen.
1: Yeah, let's name the tech firms because they were great. I was out to share through that was 50, and it was Quantcast. all did amazing presentations, which we were lucky enough to watch. It's, it's an insight for us to be able to see tech companies pitching, which I, I would was, I was really enjoy. Um, they pitch well, 50 cheated. Frankly, didn't they by trying to bribe the bribe the judges with swag bags? Fifty did cheat, and what do you think about that? I would have allowed it had they brought us swag bags. They didn't bring us. They did not bring us swag bags. If you're going to bribe people, bribe everybody. If bribe everyone in the room, we can see where the bribery is going on. First of all, the bribery. Everyone gets something. Everyone gets something. It was amateur an hour, hour. And then we
0: should have got it first.
1: I know. Well, they didn't win. So. Anyway, let's stop on rambling,
0: Uh, then move on to today's special guest. It's, well, quite uh, absolutely, bearing in mind the IP event I talked about, because he was indeed there, Charlie Curtis, MD of Moriarty Digital Equipment. Charlie, hi, thanks for joining us. It's
2: a pleasure, how are you doing?
0: Very, very well. So as I said, you were one of the speakers at the recent IPA Independent Publishers Alliance, not the AdBody IPA uh, event recently. Uh, So how do you think of that? What do you think of the
2: association just generally? I think uh, it's a great association. I think it gives small publishers a voice um, effectively. So I think Alex does a brilliant job and and John as well, bringing everybody together. Um, I believe they doubled their size in the last 12 months. So I I certainly expect that to happen again. And actually, interestingly, you were talking about your what I would call speed dating with tech companies and, and agencies. And I think you know maybe there could be something there for for the publishers as well because they struggle to find a voice with those yeah, exactly. with those agencies. Um, I think you know the feedback afterwards from you know everybody really there was uh, it was a it, it's quite a quick event you know only about an hour so I think it is enough time. For people to get as much information as they want, but then like everything, it's like a water cooler or bar moment. By the way, there is no bar here, it's a disgrace. Uh, there is a bar okay?
1: down here, look. No, there's a fridge with alcohol. It's on good, it.
2: but well, I haven't
1: been you know, given any alcohol, which you yeah. know
2: we're well, okay as is an that's, issue as
1: That's, that's only null as <laughs> I suspect this works well on a podcast, me leaning into a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, tell us a bit about Moriarty Cream, tell us the sector you're in, tell us how things are at the moment. I'd say well, Moriarty's been around for you know many, many
2: years. I've been there for 20, 20 years. Um, we specialize in digital media recruitment. So I've been through about three recessions. The first digital one in 2003, when nobody really knew what digital was and they really panicked and got rid of everyone. Um, and I'd say the market at the moment, uh, it's still very buoyant between say 40 and 70. You know, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, but senior, you know, senior directors, you know, there's a real shortage of commercial director and director roles. CEO roles. I think just because people are a bit worried about, you know, the current climate and they tend to hold off on those big ticket hires, which is why I would probably recommend people go for non-exec directors, which we covered in the Publish Alliance, but um, i think it's a great time to look. Uh, but like anything, you know, I would go into the back end of that company. I might look on company's House to see, you know, how their, how their profitability is going. Um, it doesn't necessarily follow that a small company is going to be a more dangerous company to, to move to. Um, you know, there are lots of big tech companies I can't mention particularly, but who are making redundancies or thinking making redundancies. Um, you know, I suppose in the last recession, traditionally what happens is that the US businesses tend to sort of panic, um, you know, compute says no moment, get rid of a really high percentage of, of people, um, and then saying, Oh, I've made a mistake there and hire them all back after nine months and, and pay a fortune for it. But I'd say, in general, it's um. I think yeah, because digital media, I, I suppose, you know, stereotype is low costs, um, you know, high profits, I think that, you know, if I was a big retailer in the, you know, in the West End, I'd be concerned. Uh, but if I was a digital retailer, I'd be, I'd be sort of pleasantly, I'd, I'd be optimistic. Um, I think if people think the long term, then, then they will be fine as a business. What do you think it always kind of fascinates me
0: that you watch tv and it's there's a recession coming and it's economic doom and gloom but our industry tends to sort of fare quite well through it so you talked about the three recessions that you experience so. yeah but if <laughs> you think about general generally it does you know not, not the whole industry but it generally does so i'm wondering what what's the what's the feeling out there in the market when you talk to people is there confidence or is there sort of worry i know it's a dumb question but generally what what
2: you think no, it's, all like it's, a, it's a good question so I believe, you know, Q3 was a bit slow for a lot in terms of ad spend, really slowed down. Now, it's one of those things where you get everybody in a room and nobody wants to say, you know, effectively, they're having a tough time. Um, they're happy to say that when Q4 is going well. So effectively, Q3 is a bit of a downturn, a bit of panic, and then catch up spend. I think, you know, unfortunately, what digital media has, the only one of the only negatives is it's brought the ability to short-term buy. You know, programmatically and actually, it's more the market has been educated that it's, it's okay to call me up and say I want to spend a million pounds, you know, the next week. Um, whereas before, you know, that was you know a long term. There was more of a long term term strategy towards it, um, you know, because by you know the benefit of digital media is it's, it can be reactionary and that can be absolutely amazing. But I think sometimes they should think digital media should think more like TV and think you know long term. Um, okay. continue to invest, but. So I saw I see Q4s, you know, early Q4 is unusually buoyant um,
1: versus Q three. Well everyone had bad Q3. I mean, let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's everyone you talk to is the classic misery last company. Yeah. And look at you <laughs> you're looking at yeah. deep in eyes, how bad was Q three? And if you know, you know, and it was it was a bad Q. A Yeah. A bad Q. A it's it's bad quarter. That's good. You phrase It's a long with that. Good. It was <laughs> a bad Q. The pubs did really well. I mean, all my clients were in the pubs, so that's what I just <laughs> went pub surfing. Um <laughs> I'm absolutely fine. Charlie, you did give some rather alarming pub news earlier. What can you tell us? Well, I mean, it's a shock. Wait a second, though. This is a new
0: strand. It is pub news with Charlie.
2: <laughs> I love it. So the Marcus of Granby, you know, legendary pub yeah. down the bottom of Rathbone Place. Central, Central um, It's going to close on Sunday until mid-November. Um, I'm not sure why, but it's, it's a shocking revelation, and there's going to be a lot of very upset media people. I mean, When's the last time you guys went there, I think? Is, is it still the trendy place to go? Well, so
1: no we wouldn't be there. Yeah. <laughs> For the benefit of listeners, Justin is <laughs> staring <laughs> deep into my soul. Uh, uh, and yeah, I right. feel quite uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I'm there. Well, I did used to live in that pub just about, but I haven't been there probably for about a year.
1: The thing is, it's on the other side of Oxford Street. Yeah, and, and we're and very lazy. We, yeah, we're, we're slightly scared of anything up there. Yeah, but
2: well, you know, it's standard, isn't it? You know, you always, you love a pub. You think I'm always going to be loyal to that pub? Then you move office, and it's basically the closest pub. It's you know, it's not laziness; it's convenience and. Um, you know time effective it's the sort of thing you read in management
0: books exactly 20 minutes walking when you can walk five? and that's exactly why i've been meeting Martin Grammy for quite a long time thank you so much so look as we both know all know Christmas is coming quite fast. You, <laughs> as a, I was about to say that's another common theme on this podcast. But you say the market grand be shut to November, so open for November. Uh, I know it's not so early to talk about Christmas, but again, out in the market, what are you seeing about terms of the levels of confidence in terms of things like festive entertainment and, and, and client and all this sort of stuff that we're sort of put and hold. Of course, the pandemic came along, I forget that, but put on hold due to various economic conditions. But what, what are you seeing? Are we getting that industry swagger back?
2: I think there's certainly going to be a lot more spend. Uh, and I'm sure there will be lots of visits to Winter Wonderland, the legendary venue for everybody Media after their Christmas do slash uh, <laughs> trip abroad. I think, you know, gone were the days when, say, Quantcast would take people skiing, etc. a few years ago, and, and many, many of the other businesses. Um, it still happens with the, with the VIPs. Uh, but, so I would say there's definitely more jollies planned. I can see that, but I think just people are more selective. Um, they'll probably hire a bar uh, and they'll invite, you know, they'll put X amount of money behind the bar and then they'll try and close it early. Um <laughs> but uh, you know the, the the media jolly days are, are definitely back, but not to those at the not to the levels they were, say in you know, two thousand ten, eleven or mm. Cetera, glory days. Years ago. The glory days but you know my dad was a policeman and he never got a jolly at all so uh, i feel lucky to get even a free point <laughs> yeah, we'll in fact i'm expecting one later you definitely will we'll, we'll, justin will buy you a pint um i'll buy
1: you a pint just to yeah. watch you buy <laughs> i was going to say i was
2: sort of suspicious of that comment but you know i feel reassured
1: that you've stepped in that's thank you charlie what sort of roles are the most popular what i mean we've we've seen that this the industry evolved over the last many thousands of years. Not now, what now is one of the biggest sort of roles that you're coming in? a sector?
2: I mean, I suppose if you're, you know, an analyst, you know, if you're a senior analyst or head of an analytical team, it's all about insights and data. Of course, it's always been like that. But I think you know the clients are are really sort of investing in that area. Um, I think you've still got the old agency salespeople. So maybe instead of having like let's say four agency salespeople between thirty and fifty k, you might go for you know two big guns at uh, at eighty k. Uh, the commercial director roles are very much player coach compared to what they were before. What do you mean by that, that? Yeah. Well, before a commercial director would manage a, a large team, they would you know come up with a strategy on how to attack the you know the top four and maybe independents. Whereas now you expect to to be less strategic and more basically the cold face. So though in your interview, I find in the last quite a few years now, they will talk about strategy and everything else. What they really want is doors opened okay. to the big okay. four agencies, which as we know, is becoming increasingly difficult to get into them because they have PSLs, preferred suppliers, mm. um, as you know, which is why I think your, you know, your speed dating event um, where you're matching new tech companies mm. with uh, with
0: agencies is great and it really helps new companies um speak to them yeah i, I did find that well i found in manchester i was talking to to one tech company he said the reason he loves manchester uh his company has a you know really clever uh platform uh, that agencies in manchester and their clients were more willing to give it a go you know whereas he was trying to knock on the door with the big network agencies in london couldn't get through and couldn't get off the ground and then they actually loved it in manchester started working and then but, and then behold, the London agency sort of moved in. So, what are you, what are you seeing? You mentioned the difficulties of getting through the doors of the big agencies, and obviously for, for tech firms, you'd get the plan, you'd get on that plan. And as you say, that's the reason we launched uh, Sarah Sessions. We launched it during the pandemic when there was a real no one was talking to each other. So that's why we did it, and it worked. So again, so what, what are the biggest challenges for for
2: getting into agencies? I guess how
0: can they be overcome?
2: Well, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Firstly, there's a whole run of management which still is not there. So, what you'll find is a lot of it, in the pandemic, a lot of senior management had to do what they did like 10 years ago. Maybe the senior people, very senior, you know, board level and FDs, and usually FDs, decided, oh, actually, it's working quite well without that level of management. Okay. So, actually, these people are overworked. If I talk to almost every single tech company, getting hold of senior agency is really all publisher is really difficult because they're all quite overworked, Um, not only because every single agency is recruiting aggressively, if they can do it directly, or at least were until two or three weeks ago, Um, but the trend is is just time management and their time management, they're, they're doing all they can, they just haven't got that bandwidth that they once had. The best way to meet them, I suppose, is your sort of event, those breakout events. Manchester, as you say, is interesting. So a lot of people have moved their offices, a lot of offices up to Manchester. Okay. Mm-hmm. As you know, the agencies, but also lots of tech companies. In- yeah. Instead of using what they used to do, which was, I won't mention the name, but a centralized, effectively um, outsourced business, they now have their own reps up there. Yeah. So we did, we have hired three people in the last month in Manchester it doesn't sound that much, but if we'd have got yeah, that yeah. five or six years, wouldn't you wouldn't happen. have had anybody there. Mm. I think the pandemic has meant that people value maybe there's lots of skill up north that effectively is now being uh, realized. So you've got big agencies in Leeds, even some in Nottingham, you know, Manchester, of course, Scotland's always been quite big for financial agencies. So there's been a lot more movement there. The BBC maybe started it when the BBC moved up there. Yeah. And I think, I believe that Habas was uh, diplomatically asked to move an office up there. So they could service that, <laughs> <Yeah>. allegedly. <laughs> and I think a lot of people followed that.
1: Charlie, you mentioned um, before, before we pressed record, we talked about um, how some agencies are actually in-housing their recruitment these days now you know I understand where your perspective is going to be on this but I'm interested where you, you know the difficulties how why in earth should people should use recruitment services because they know what they're doing <laughs> but again it'd be interesting your perspective on that
2: I think you know why should people use recruiters everybody wants to save money so really clearly direct recruitment is the way forward and you know I don't you know I don't mind that clearly I'd love it if they didn't have internal recruiters and I'd be <laughs> you know probably a lot happier. But ultimately, um, I think there's it's a new partnership between <coughs> internal recruiters.
1: Sorry, there's no one there. There's no one there. There. no one there. I
2: actually got one friend to call me to make me sound popular. Um, it, it hasn't worked. It's, it's definitely worked. It says but, mum on the screen. Now. Yeah, exactly, yeah, Exactly. Which one? Um, so where were we?
0: In- in-house recruiters, you know, yeah,
2: so we have to do. It. We have to have a partnership with the in-house recruiters. Now, actually, I think it's a very good thing because sometimes it's hard to get a hold of the managers, so they can be a really good segue. So that the future of recruitment is, you know, direct recruitment. We're, you know, accepting of that. And actually, I think there's a real merit to internal recruiters, but I'm sure most recruiters would wish internal recruiters didn't exist, um, but they do. And you know, it's be pragmatic, it's the same as. I think a lot of tech companies wish that there weren't trading desks at the various different group agencies, but, you know, people move on, you know, things move on and because the sector is growing still rapidly, there's actually enough, um, there's enough for everybody to to benefit and you probably end up hiring a better quality person as a result of that partnership. Well,
0: that's a lovely joyful note on which to end our quick chat with each of you guys. so thank you so much thanks for coming in thanks for joining us uh, great to see you and we will see what well, we'll see you in a minute if this podcast go to the pub Wait. <laughs> so try to go and see Andy that's it another week for us talking about what are we talk about
1: yeah, every time we do a podcast <laughs> you get to this part of it and I think you've died <laughs> well, I think we're done now we, <laughs> we are done you, what are you going to do time. what's happening next week well I'm going oh, on, on holiday How are you going have, I'm not no. I'm not going to you're, you're very concerned about me going to Limington yeah what, what is Limington it's it's well wet <laughs> the weather forecast is <laughs> yeah. the main characteristic so
0: Andy goes to Limington that's next week it's like a nice book title or film title <laughs> goes to Hollywood. Andy goes to Limington <laughs> in many ways similar in many ways anyway that's it we'll stop talking unless you want us to keep talking about Limington oh no that was good okay so thank you so much for listening we'll see you again next week that's by from me Justin Pierce the editor and it's also by from
1: Andy Oaks the publisher goodbye This podcast is a New
0: Digital Age production. New Digital Age is part of the Blue Stripe Group, the communications group for the digital industry. Please go to www.bluestripegroup.co.uk for more information.